0: Welcome to In Their 20s, a podcast for people in their 20s. Today, we spoke with Tasha Robinson-White, who is a public relations and communications guru. Tasha is most known for helping build the career of Floyd Mayweather Jr., the boxing legend. Tasha was Floyd's personal assistant turned founding president of the Mayweather Foundation. So let's jump in with Tasha to hear about her personal advice for people in their 20s. Tasha, thank you so much for joining the In Their 20s podcast. Uh, We can go ahead and get started. Um, I would just love for you to introduce yourself um, to the audience. Who is Tasha Robinson White?
1: So Tasha Robinson White is just the girl next door, to be honest with you. Um, I have worked with some very influential and amazing, um, iconic people in my life. I've contributed to helping them build their careers. Um, But more so, I'm just really a down-to-earth girl. Like I am the president and CEO of Vanguardian Global which is a, um, I guess you can say uh, a springboard for, to me, the next generation. So um, what that means is with Vanguardian Global, then the the preface of Vanguard means the forefront of action. So I basically align myself with anyone that's in the forefront of action and movement, because that's what I'm all about. My superpowers are collaboration, connection, and creativity. Um, So I'm well-connected. Um, I know how to collaborate with people I am very uh, connected and love creating the next level whatever that might be so mm-hmm. I'm definitely a risk taker um, I'm a mother of two I'm a wife of 25 years can you believe it I know I look super young yeah, yeah. I got married <laughs> when I was three but um, I also am a mentor so I mentor several um, younger adults and um. My goal at this point in, in my life is to just really to pour in to them what was poured into me and um, hopefully, also learn from them. I don't I don't want to just teach um, the younger generation. I want to learn from the younger generation. And I know a lot of people in my peer group may say, well, you know, we want to pour into the next generation so they don't mess it up. Well, you know, and I've, I'm an advocate of saying, I've been your age and you've never been mine. Well, That's because my dad's dad and my dad told me that growing up. But when I say that to the younger generation, I I have to stop myself from saying those things because I've never been their age in today's world. So there's so much that I can still learn from them. And so I had to change my language a little bit um, with that. But yeah, I'm just I'm just really a a girl from around the way that um, has a lot to offer that is truly guided by energy and great spirit. And, um, and that's just it. I mean I, I mean, I don't really have a list of, I mean, I have a resume, but you okay. know. <laughs> well, Tasha,
0: there's a lot there that I really wanna discuss. Uh, thinking about how you really made an emphasis to say, you know, you're all about action. I mean, you know, we love to see that. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. have ideas of, you know, doing things, but it really takes a lot of guts to put those ideas into an actual plan um, that you right. can execute on. Um, So execution is everything. Um, And I love how you also focus on um, the importance of mentorship. It seems that you love to give back. But then also, most importantly, uh, your network as well. Um, I know this is a line that gets thrown around a lot, but uh, your network is your network. Um, I really believe that to be true. Um, When you hear a line like that, what does that mean to you?
1: Well, I actually use that line as well. And what that means to me is, you know, you become a product of your environment. Um, so a lot of times, you know, you hear people from maybe negative environments, and they they blame that on their success or their unsuccess, right? Um, so to me, if you can control your environment and control what you're allowing in your space, um, that's where you can get value out of it. Right. So, um, my husband always talks about, um, being a product of the five people that you hang around. If you're the smartest person in the room, you need to get in a new room. Mm -hmm. I mean, I believe all that is true. Um, because what you, you, you want to, you want to be learning every day. If you're not learning, you're not living right. Um, I really feel that It's really important that the network of people that you have around you, you're able to pour into them and they're able to pour back into you. And that's where the value comes in. It's not monetary, it's never monetary. It's really, you know what I'm saying, happiness. That's what success really is. It's just happiness. And if you're learning, you're living. And if you are teaching, you're, te- you're pouring into someone else to continue their lifespan as well. So I really believe that being in a well-versed network of people um, does allow you to have some value, but it's what you do with that. You know what I'm saying? You can sit around a whole bunch of broke people and you'll just be another broke person, you know, or you could sit around, you could be a broke person sitting around a whole bunch of rich people and you'll figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Oh. So and it, it's not necessarily even on the monetary side, just knowledge. You know, if you're reading books, you could have no friends. But if you know how to read a book, you know what I'm saying? That, that's your network right there. You got to just take it, be creative with it. That's all.
0: Of course. No, I think like we see that a lot of times where you, you have the tools, but you don't always know how to build a house. I mean, you know, you could have exactly. in front of you, but uh, you really need to put those tools to work. Um, and right. those tools can be found through your network. Um, and as you mentioned earlier, you know you have had an opportunity to work with some very influential people. Uh, one of those, of course, Floyd Mayweather Jr. Um, mm-hmm. You were the former assistant turned president of the Mayweather Foundation. Um, I think that is just so neat. And I'd love to hear about your experience working with Floyd um, along with what you learned um, while on that journey.
1: Well, actually I was a founding president of the Floyd Mayweather Foundation. So I actually started the, the foundation Um, I worked with Floyd for almost 12 years, um, pretty much at the infant stages of most of his business entities from his record labels to his foundation, um, to his entertainment company, etc. So I did, I was involved with, um, a lot of what he was doing outside of the ring versus what he was doing. No one can outbox him. I can't teach him a thing in the ring, you know, but I can help align and, and, um, contribute to what he wanted to do outside of the boxing ring. Um, As you know, dancing with the stars, WWE, you know, I was on that. I was on that platform with him during those times. Of course I traveled with the boxing. Um, I'm a, I'm a fan uh, (laughs) and a friend um, and a colleague. So I'm all that. I learned a lot from him, but with Floyd and I, we grew together. You know, he said he wanted to be the top of his game in business and, of the sport, the the sport of boxing and entertainment, I wanted to be, um, you know, at the top of my game in the entertainment business, from the PR perspective, to collaborating and, and connecting with the top notch, um, in in the industries that I was involved in as well. So we got just got together and we said, let's build this thing up. You know, you do this, you do this, Tasha. I need to be known in everyone's living room. I want to be known more than just in the boxing. Um, arena in sports. I want to be known all throughout entertainment. I want to be a global name. And um, it was up to me to cre- put my creative hat on and try to connect him and and, and, and build brands around that to make that happen. And um, successfully we did.
0: Very successfully would be better. <laughs> um, looking okay. at what you were able to build with Floyd is really, really remarkable and incredible because he is that household name that everybody recognizes now. Um, yeah, he is. To know that you were a part of that is really beautiful. Um, and of course, you know, while we're in these positions, you know, why we are making these experiences, we're always thinking about, you know, what is next, um, and how we can pivot, you know, what the experience that we've gained in this one position, how we can pivot to do something else. Um, so now looking at your time, um, post, you know, the Floyd Mayweather era, you know, when you're looking to further build your brand, further work with other companies, uh, what were some of the things that you were really interested in getting involved in and were you able to make those things happen?
1: Yes. So um, upon me departing um, from the Mayweather camp, um, I I always knew that I was going to build my own company and my own brand. Um, as I was helping him build his brand, you know, of course, he's the boss. So there were things that he wanted to implement that I may not have implemented in my own brand. Mm-hmm. But being around a culture, I know there were certain things that you needed to build within your company. And that's a culture. Um, that's, that's something that represents you um, and and you want to, I guess you can say, um, for me, I wanted to plan ahead. Like it was hot now with Floyd, you know what I'm saying? It was what was going on right then and there, you know, and, um, it, you know, for me, I had to set, set myself apart to plan my next move, you know, but when I was working for him, I needed to be a hundred percent there. But as I was building there, I was, I was connecting with various people, um, thinking about different ways, how I'm going to make my million. You know, I know how he's going to make his million, but how am I going to make mine? I know how he made his mark on the world, but how am I going to make my mark on the world? You know, exactly. I want people saying Tasha. And so I always say, and, you know, people tell me, they always correct me. I was like, I wish I had a branded myself a little bit more when I was working with Floyd. Um, but, It wasn't my time. It was it was no room for branding, Tasha, when we were branding Mayweather. You know what I'm saying? Of course. So when I was able to step away, um, I'm able to brand myself. So I started to think of things that I like to do. First of all, before working with Floyd, I worked with a lot of other influential people that poured into me as far as knowledge and and connections, et cetera. So I was able to to turn a lot of those relationships and resources and and connect them with Floyd as we were building his brand, but they still remain my relationships, you know? Mm -hmm. So now I need to call in the favorites again and help build my own company, my own boutique, my own Vanguardian Global. Um, I mean, what I realized is I started to go on this journey of what makes me great. No, I'm not a boxer, but what is it about me that makes me different? And I realized that I'm very creative. I'm very connected. And I know how to collaborate. I know how to bring two entities together. And I still didn't really know what that meant. You know what I'm saying? How What is that going to mean for me in the future? You know, I need to be able to do something, show something. And I realized that that is what it is. It is what it is. I know how to connect people. I could see vision um, and plans before they even exist. I can bring two entities together and make magic like no other you know what I'm saying and I just had to believe in myself and I also, also often reflect back on Floyd like how he believed in his self he mm-hmm. knew from day one Tasha I'm going to be this guy and I mean he would profess and profound and say things and I'd be like yeah okay I believe you yeah yeah you know you want to believe him and not knock him down but he believed everything that he said and he made it happen. And I mean, when I look back at that, I say, well, wow, you know what? He believed in himself so much. And that was my biggest takeaway from him. If you can believe in his self, I definitely can believe in myself. You know what I'm saying? And whatever, um, and whatever I want to do. So there were a lot of, um, I guess, transitions and lessons and you know but it took a little bit of time to reflect on that you don't always get it right when you're in the moment sometimes you have to take a little break away and say okay okay this is why it's coming together like this and so a lot of mm, unsureties became you know more clear when I was looking and focusing on Tasha and Tasha as a brand versus anyone else
0: Of course. And clearly you recognize the importance of building your brand. I mean, you do so well with it now. Um, There were times when you felt like you weren't building your brand enough that you really, you know, regret and wish that you could have built more. So thinking now advice for 20 somethings currently, uh, maybe they are working at another company and they probably don't think it's appropriate for them to completely build their brand uh, while they're working at these companies because they don't want to serve as a distraction. You know, in 2021, a 20 year old now Um, either on their own or working for another company, how would you advise for them to build their brand?
1: Be the CEO of your name, be the the CEO of who you are. See, for me, um, I have a coach. I have a brand coach, Yolanda Smith. She's awesome. By the way, I have to shoot her out, but I'm giving her a shout out there. But Yolanda, um, she taught me the power of, of a brand, you know, When you walk into a room, you are your brand. You are the first. They don't know your business. They see your face. They see your name. They get to know you. You have to be that brand. You Mm -hmm. have to make sure you stand out. You have to be that person. I know it's hard, especially when you're working for a company and you want to not outshine the master, so to speak, but make sure the master knows who you are. You know what I'm saying? Make sure the CEOs and the C-level executives and everyone in that building that can shake and move and make things happen, know who you are, make them know your name. It doesn't matter what level you're on. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, just on the entry level or, you know, your C level, it doesn't matter, make sure they know your name. You'll always be remembered. I mean, you just think about it. If you go to the car wash and the person that washes your car does a great job. When you go back to that car wash, you're looking for that same person because you were moved by that same person. Or if you go, to a store, and a person sells you something, you're moved by that person the way they sell to you, you know what I'm saying, so you come back looking for them, so make that impression, be the CEO of your life, that's it, you know, and and look at it like that, always, you know, get up in the morning, because you're the CEO of you, you know what I'm saying, put that outfit on, because you are the CEO, you're representing you, and no one else can represent you, but you,
0: and that reputation is going to follow you forever. I mean, you know, different jobs you end up doing, different people you end up working. Um, you really have ownership over your own name. Um yes. so What you do with it. So I think that's very powerful.
1: Yes, most definitely.
0: Yeah. Um, so now, Tasha, my last question for you, just thinking full circle, um, when you were in your 20s, some personal habits that you developed that you still use today. So I know a lot of times we take these classes or we develop these habits or skills, and we're really questioning um, you know, are we going to end up using these, um, during our entire career or in the future still? Um, so I'd love to hear from you, you know, what were some things that you developed in your twenties that you can say confidently, um, to, to this day, you still use.
1: I get up early in the morning. Mm. Like I don't sleep in, um, growing up in my house. I don't think even as a child, I probably slept past eight 30. Like <laughs> I always got up super early in the morning, um, And usually I took out, even if everyone else wasn't woke, I took out that time for like me time, Mm -hmm. whether I'm taking a walk or just laying in my bed, watching TV or whatever. I just couldn't sleep past 830. Like, I don't know why I just, it's just been easier for me to just get up and do things. And I think that's probably when I think creatively, because no one else is in my space. So um, a lot of times, you know, a lot of my creative friends are late night people, they'll go to the studio later, they'll be writing later, they'll be ringing my phone late. And I'm like, "Mm -mm." you know, I'm asleep, I go to bed early, and I wake up early. Like, that's just something that I do. And I've been doing it since I was a little kid.
0: Love that. I think that's a really important skill to have. Love to hear that that's been a long-term skill as well. Um, Something that I also credit myself with. I love waking up early because, you know, I feel like there's so many times of the day where it has to be a lot of times for other people. Um, You're doing a job or a task or you're working for someone else. It's always great to take advantage of that me time. So either it's wake up really early um, or have some time, of course, um, at the end of the day, whether you're going to the studio or doing something like that. Um, So I think that is very powerful.
1: Yeah, definitely get that sleep, but get up early. You know, when you, when you're laying there and you just, you know, sometimes some people do this like around three or four or five o'clock in the morning, you wake up, you may get up, go to the bathroom or something, and you can't get back to sleep. Sometimes that's when you're supposed to be up thinking you're supposed Mm -hmm. to be up creating. That's when, you know, maybe, um, the next person in line isn't up thinking. And that's where you get ahead of them. Mm-hmm. I remember even being around Floyd the Boxer, and you know, he'd want to get up and train in the middle of the night. He says, Well, we'll sleep when we're dead, you know. And you know, the, the entourage is like, Oh, we got to go to the gym. But I mean, look at the sacrifices he made to be so great. You know, he's no one's outboxing him at this particular point. You know what I'm saying? So how do you outthink, outdo? you know, outdo yourself. You have to compete with yourself and be the best that you can. And I I just really feel like getting up early was my thing.
0: The only person that's going to tell you no, or you can't do something is you. So right. I, uh, exactly. Uh, exactly. exactly. I think that's a beautiful uh, metaphor.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Well, Tasha, this was a pleasure. Um, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this interview, just hearing about your personal journey um, and just you know general advice for twenty-somethings uh, in a time when there's so much uncertainty. A lot of people have questions about their careers and futures. Um, it's really reassuring to have people like you that have you know wonderful stories and are able to share those to people.
1: Well, I have to say, I have a twenty-five-year-old daughter, and I have a seventeen-year-old son. So is as I can't forget my twenties, especially right now, (laughs) I have to always remember what was I thinking? What was I going through at those ages? So then I can stay connected to them, you know? And, um, and then with my son approaching his twenties, the same, like, I want to just make sure that I'm connected and not disconnected. And I don't always want to, put my ways on them. Even though I survived my life in those years in the twenties, they still have to survive their life in this time in their twenties. So definitely staying connected. I always tell, you know, my mentor, my my mentees, you guys always find someone younger because they're, they're going to teach you, you know, they're going to teach you. And I was a 20 year old that was teaching my elders and they look at me now, like, okay, they all come to me and I'm like, yeah i don't know we might have to ask my daughter about that
0: <laughs> 100%. a lot of people think wisdom just comes from age but i think wisdom really comes from experience and especially i know you said this earlier and i really love this um you know i may think i know so much more than someone that's currently 16 but you know i don't really know what it is like to be a 16 year old in 2021 so i think we can learn from so many people um, and if you happen to know anybody including your uh, children that are looking for a virtual mentor you should share with them this podcast in their 20s because um, of course you know we're looking just scale the best advice uh, from the best people. And you're one of those people, Tasha. So again, thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much, Landon. You have a wonderful day and I love what you guys are doing in your twenties. That's great.
0: Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your evening. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.